This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, this is Pat Calamari, your host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. Hopefully everyone is doing well as we are in the wonderful year of 2021. Goodbye, 2020. Thank the Lord. Anyway, we still got rocking interviews and rocking new music to promote. And man, so happy to have this rocker on the line with me for episode number 112. I mean, I've been a big fan of Joel Holstress for a long, long time. Joel is one of the hardest working guys in the music business. Always sought out to play on somebody's track. He's toured nonstop. I mean, uh, forget about 2020, but obviously 18, uh, I mean, 2017, 18, 19, between Whitesnake, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, of course, at the end of the year, the November, December time frame, and even Cher. Um, but if you're a fan of Joel's like I am, uh, and his side project, Joel Holstress 13, and I loved the album Dying to Live, and a couple of tracks that I threw out on our rotation, Scream and Until I Left You, I mean, oh my goodness. You will fall in love with Guaranteed, this latest release that officially comes out on February 12th called Running Games. And man, have I just cranked every track up. Now I get the track from the label Rep. Right now there's only been two singles released, but wait till you hear all of it. Joel has kept his all-star lineup from Dying to Live, Why Change the Magic, with vocalists, and I mean great rock vocalists, of Russell Allen and Jeff Scott Soto and Vinnie Apathy on drums and Tony Franklin on bass and Derek Sheridan on keys and a few others here and there. But man, he hit the ball out of the park with this one. Great rock tracks, incredible melodies, great riffs, awesome lyrics. I'm telling you, I don't, you know, I've always said to Joel, man, it's just too bad you don't have your own band. And I tell him on this interview, um, dude, man, if you had your own band and just toured um, playing your tracks, I'm telling you, the fans would love it. And he he does get an opportunity here and there, mostly on the Monsters of Rock cruise, where he gets a couple of his friends, uh, and uh, they might know some of the songs, and he's able to showcase them. But for the most part, he's an incredible songwriter. I mean, how he uh, put this whole production together. You listen to the tracks, and you listen to how he put this together, thinking of, you know, who's going to sing the lead. Mostly on this album, it is Russell Allen, because the wonderful and great rock vocalist Jeff Scott Soto's got, you know, only about five projects going on at once. Um, and he just released his own solo 
album, which I had a chance to talk to Jeff late last year, which is a killer. And then Wet just came out with another album, and he's just so busy. But anyway, you're going to love this. You're really going to love this. And um, it's just a shame that Joel doesn't have the chance to really go out and promote this. I mean, I know right now we have no live shows, but who knows? Maybe down the road. I mean, even if he just played the songs in as the opener for White Snake, I mean, it's just incredible. Um, he he is a complete all around musician, one of the hardest working guys out there. Talk about somebody who's goal oriented. He just knows what he's doing each and every day, and he'll tell you, as he told me in this chat, that you know, COVID did not. You know, stop him from doing what he wanted to do. You know, obviously he's got a recording studio. He does what he needs to do. He sends the tracks out. The guys send it back to him, and uh, he completes the task. So uh, he's a worker. He's a doer, and you're gonna love running games. Trust me, guaranteed. You're gonna love it, and I encourage you to go out and buy it. You know put it on a go out and uh, even pre-order it but it officially comes out on february 12th the third single i believe joel said will come out when the the official release uh date arrives right now he's got hard to say goodbye is out there and finish line which has an animated cool video but go check it out always a pleasure to talk to my good friend mr joel holstra sit back as i always say Thank you for sharing, and um, don't forget to share, subscribe, tell all your friends, do whatever you need to do. And as always, live, love, and laugh a lot, because life is way too short. Hey everybody, this is Joel Hoekstra of Whitesnake, and you're listening to Pat's Soundbites Unplugged. WBXO Classic Rock, redefined in conjunction with Pat's Soundbites Unplugged podcast. Great to have back on our rock and roll phone, a Amazing guitarist, busy guy in the business. He's been everywhere, plays with Whitesnake, TSO, Cher, Night Ranger, Rock of Ages. The list goes on and on. He is sought after day and night to do great solos on other artists' records. I'm talking about the amazing Joel Holstra. Joel, what's going on, my man? How's it going? Thank you so much for taking the time out tonight. Uh, Joel, now the pleasure is mine to have you back on our line. Uh, last time I got a chance to see you live, May 17, 2019, at the wonderful Turning Stone Casino in Verona. And uh, you guys were popping lights during sound check, I believe, uh, when we met after the show. The little delay on the show that night. Oh, wow. Okay, really? Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, the show was, the lights came on, the lights went off, the lights came on, the lights went off, and uh, we met with you after the show with, um, actually, Jeff uh, from TSO was with us in our little group, and uh, you were explaining to us that for whatever reason, uh, 
the uh, the casino is uh, having concerns, but um, David, as oh, well man, as... It's so funny, I don't even remember any of that. It's so fucking amazing. Yeah, it's no, so no you, it was cool because you said David was on the line with the lawyers, and it was great that everything got resolved, and it was a terrific show, but... Sweet, sweet, awesome. I got to talk about this latest uh, album called Running Games. Uh, comes out officially on February 12th on Frontier, uh, a follow-up of Dying to Live, and uh, I know I drove you crazy because I love Dying to Live, and I played Scream, and Until I Left You, and I'm going, when's the next one coming out, Joel? And you go, well, I gotta, I'm waiting on Russell, Jeff is busy, I gotta wait on Russell, and uh, here we are now, uh, uh, you know, in 2021, and uh, man, I tell you, you hit it out of the park, I love every track on it, and I'm not just bullshitting you, it's, uh, well, let me just start off by saying, the first thing that I that caught my ear, Joel, was um, whoever mixed it or the production-wise, I love when I could clearly hear every instrument. Now, you got an all-star lineup that was there with you with Dying to Live, but to hear, you know, Tony Franklin's bass and Derek on the keys and, um, you know, Vinny, I, you know, it's, I cranked it up. I listened to the album three times in my headset, and I just love when you could really define each instrument. So kudos to you and kudos to whoever uh, mixed it, because the sound on every track comes out, I thought, beautifully done. Sweet. Oh, thank you so much. Chris Collier uh, did a great job mixing. He, uh, yeah, he, he gets great sounds, but he's also really amazingly accommodating when it comes to dealing with all my requests. And uh, he's, he's willing to try and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until I finally shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, from hard to say goodbye, um, I, I mean, well, let me go back. Let's go to the, to the vocalist here. I mean, you had Russell and Jeff do doing Jeff Scott Soto, great Jeff Scott Soto, and Russell Allen. I mean, to me, there are rock singers and there are rock vocalists. And, man, I got to tell you, you got two of the best rock vocalists in the world. And, man, they, the emotions those guys put out behind the songs are just so incredible. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. And I'm sure that's probably why, why change things like you had with Dying to Live when you're going to put out another album called Running Games when the magic is right there. So, I mean, those guys are top of the notch. You can't get any better, I don't think, with those guys. And uh, when I hear hard to say goodbye and i mean i'm like it almost sound like scream it's all they sound so alike i mean russell and jeff i mean it's hard to even separate who's doing what um but uh yeah hard to say goodbye finish line um and then i just fell in love with and i highlighted these songs heart attack um Lonely Days, I mean, the guitar riff, the backing vocals, uh, uh, Reach the Sky, Fantasy, I mean, Derek on keys and then the guitar buildup. I mean, I, I'm super excited for uh, this your work here, uh, and I think the fans are going to be too the minute the album is uh, released and folks hear more and more of the tracks like uh, I've been blessed to have. 
cool. Thanks so much, man. It's very early in the process, so I haven't had a lot of feedback on it. So that's very exciting to, to hear that you're enjoying it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with not wanting to mess with the formula. I just wanted to maybe focus it a little bit more than Dying to Live because Dying to Live kind of came um, to be what it through during it, if that makes sense. I started out thinking, okay, this is going to be a really heavy album and we'll go with, you know, uh, and then as it went, it kind of, you know, I went with more of the commercial stuff, signed the deal with Frontiers, and um, it just sort of like evolved as it went, whereas this one was sort of more of a stable, like, I know what I'm going for on this now, and so I think it's probably a little bit more focused, but the formula remains the same, that kind of dealish at its heaviest, foreigner-ish at its lightest, melodic hard rock. Yeah, and you know what also caught my, my ear, Joel, was the fact that a lot of the songs I love, and I don't know if I'm going to come across saying it correctly, but the rhythm and the tempo changes on the, some of the songs. I mean, it's not that same, you know, that commercial, you hear the song, you hear the verse, you hear the chorus, you get the riff, and then it's the same. A lot of the songs switch gears. I mean, and it just really caught my attention. You could, like I said, you could here in fantasy, the keys, I want to say, with Derek just takes off and in your guitar build up. I mean, on Heart Attack, I mean, the keys, uh, I mean, I, I wrote on my notes here, holy shit. I mean, it was like that song, like, wow. It was like, but that, that I felt, I found that throughout the whole album of that rhythm and tempo. And then the last song, um, you know, Running Games was just so laid back in a really cool tropical, great percussion feeling. And a, just another beautiful song with a melody. And it's a pretty much really a perfect finish to what you laid out. Yeah, that song was written uh, after, like, that was the last one, right? So I had, there's two bonus tracks that aren't on there as well that were more in the mid-tempo rocker, and I thought, well, I've got a lot of mid-tempo rockers here, and it feels weird to just kind of go with, like, three or four of those at the end of the album, and I thought, you know what, it makes sense, is I had the name Running Games already, I thought I could go with, like, just an afterthought kind of thing, right, to close things, uh, bring things, tie things up nicely, and tie it all together, so that that's hopefully what that song does and it just gives it like a, a cool vibe to end it on as opposed to just like well it's been this vibe for the last 20 minutes and now the album just ended for no reason right so um anyway that made sense in my mind in terms of the sequence of things yeah no it it, it just fits in it, it it puts it away like a glove it, it, it you did a terrific job let me switch gears joel you're you're an incredible and amazing guitarist and i know you practice and i know you perform and you know the tso and the share and the white snake and you were you were a, well you were a road warrior in 2019 i don't know about uh, obviously last year was just who would ever think that we would be in lockdown mode my last live show i want to say was like february 15th i mean pulling my hair out of my head i'm sure you got to be pulling your hair out of your head um but i wanted to well, I'm just I'm just approaching things uh, with the same philosophy as always, just in terms of staying busy. So I'm just trying to um, be moving forward and staying productive. I think that that's really the key to getting through the whole thing and not having it just uh, completely wreck my mind. So um, I'm, I'm doing fine, all things considered. I would love to be able to be doing what we were doing with touring and all that. But um, in the interim, I'm just trying to make the most of it and not... Uh, 
not just let myself get to the point where I was sitting around going, when are we going to do a tour? <laughs> right. Counterproductive. No, no, I hear you. But I want to switch gears and talk about um, more of the guitar end of things. I mean, you do some great guitar riffs and great solos. And I'm not a player, but I, I'm not a guitarist. Or, but I was. I, I wanted to just touch upon what do you think? What are you thinking when you jump into a solo? Are you thinking like scales, or are you thinking you know like technical note for note? Or are you thinking emotion? What what goes in your mind when you like jump into a, a, a guitar solo? I don't know. I mean, I try not to think because I mean, I know. I know all the scale systems enough that typically nowadays I'm not really thinking about a scale system. I'm thinking about what I want to hear. Um, so I, I think it comes down to more like just giving myself enough passes that I start to find things that I really like more than others. Gotcha. So I tend to just go ahead and jam over the stuff for a bit and then um, and then eventually just sort of hone it and go like, yeah, that's what I dig. Okay. So nice, as always, a nice little mix of melody and flare and flash, right? And uh, hopefully just find that happy medium where the stuff has some fire to it and I'm not just sounding like I'm playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Uh, but at the same time, not just blazing a million miles an hour and not having any melody to it. So um, I just find, find that happy middle ground. Right. I mean, you want the people to walk away with something. You want to have them feel something. You, you just don't want to, like you said, just blaze away here and then go, okay, well, I'm just shredding 100 miles an hour. Joel, what, what are three qualities that make a good guitarist? I think it's different with everybody, man. I think there's one, and that's time spent with it. Um, that is that is the quality right there. The, so, the practice, right? I, if, if you spend a lot of time playing guitar, you can be a good guitar player. There's so many different ways to go about it, and so many different mindsets, and so many different sounds, and so many different kinds of gear, and yada, yada, yada. So everybody's always got the no, you got to do it this way thing. And that's at the end of the day, that's all bullshit because um, there's so many different ways to go about this thing. And I mean, I could you could go across the board and look at how many different virtuosos have been on guitar of completely different styles, right? From right. Andre Segovia to Joe Pass to, uh, you know, Stanley Jordan with his, ta his touch technique. And, I mean, you got all these guys playing completely different um, to hard, hard, the hard rock guys that we all know and love. And some of them are more blues-based, some are more flash-based. and so. But, you know, the one thing they all have in common is they've played a lot of guitar. There's not one of those guys is like, oh, you know, I barely play. It's like they've all spent a lot of time with it. So I think that's really the key in the end. And and I guess to, to go into that is, you know, my question here is describe your tone. But would you say your tone is how you play? It's not the guitar. I'm sure it is a little ways, but the strings, the pickup, it's your own style on how you play, right? I mean, if Eddie Van Halen had a $300 Strat, and also a five thousand dollars strat. Would you be? Would he be able to just come out with the same sound? Yeah, I think to a degree. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's it's what it's how you play. But people often say it's your hands. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of it is what you're used to hearing. It's, it's in your head. So if you have a certain sound that you're used to hearing, you're going to try and no matter what, out of any setup. Uh, emulate that or coax that, right? So, you know, if a sound is too brittle compared to what you hear in your head, you're gonna 
you know so i think that's how it, it works and your tone evolves over time and changes and uh and, you know like eddie van halen didn't play with the same guitar sound for his entire career right so it just did just depends on uh, on what you're hearing what you're going for right who would you say that i i know i think in your bio i read uh, you know uh, uh, um, Angus Young, a few guys that back in the day that you know you said that, you know they were influencers. But are there others that were you like you would say that those are the top three that caught your eye? But more importantly, why? Uh, well, Angus Young for the inspiration to start because of all his energy and what you know what a rock performer he was. I just loved that his high energy thing as a kid before I played guitar was what I was like that. That's what I want to do right there. <laughs> um, but I loved early on. It was all about bands. It was not so much the guitar players. Like when I talk about being influenced by Black Sabbath, it's more the band than Tony Iommi per se. Right? I used to just look at it like bands that I liked. So I liked ACDC, Black Sabbath, uh, Iron Maiden, Ozzy, Scorpions, like when I was starting out. And uh, and from there, I'd say, you know, like I, I always forget to mention Dokken and Queensryche. I loved them. Rush. I loved everything Rush ever did. Uh, all the guitar records, uh, you know, the Yngwie and Satriani and Vi and Steve Morse, all those guys. Uh, had uh, influences on me usually with their big records right like uh, now these aren't guys that and, and none of these are bands where i ran out and got their entire catalog it's usually i owned a couple records from them and wore them out <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the way it went man um so but i was very open-minded you know like mellower bands too more melodic bands like say boston um foreigner journey loved all of them so um, all that stuff is an influence and in there somewhere. But the one thing that always seems to ring true is it's like rock with melody. Gotcha. And I, and I think I asked you the last time, you know, when playing with White Snake and, and TSO and Cher and all that, that just really, from an artist standpoint, has got to keep you fresh that, you know, okay, we're switching gears. I'm playing with Cher tonight. Or it's just got to keep... Um, polishing your skill level, right, to to the way you, you can't, I mean, not to say you can't get any better, but it's like, you know, it just, like I said, keeps you fresh. You're not complacent just with one band. You're doing the Joel Holster 13, and then you got these others out there, but I guess as a guitar player, or whether a drummer or whatever, it just keeps you going, right? It keeps you, like, with all these other songs in these catalogs. Uh, for me, the most important thing is being productive every day. And so uh, I'm always just kind of taking a look at what I can do to be moving forward. And um, that's the, the, in the end, that's what it comes down to is like what you're doing every day more than saying like, hey, sometime this month I want to do this. It's like it has to always be now. Um, so I, I just try and dedicate as much time as I can one way or another to um, moving forward, whether that be improving musically or um, trying to, obviously right now I'm working very hard on promoting the album today. I mean, I'm on interview number nine here, so oh, no God. matter what it is, I tend to dive in at first and be like, let's do it. Let's do it every interview there is and, you know, get it, get the word out and do as much as possible. So, um it just tends to be like one way or another. I'm going to be dedicated to this thing and put as much as I can into it, and uh, and hopefully be a good guy along the way, man. You know, I don't know, just like you know, be some miserable guy like working nonstop. So 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, the, I know I would drive you crazy going, man, I can't believe you, you, you know, you, you're a hard worker and you're out with the other groups, but you don't get that opportunity. And I know you shared with me, I want to say like a Monsters of Rock cruise that you got a few guys together and were able to play the Joel Holstra songs. I mean, whether it's Scream or Heart Attack here on the new album. I mean, I, I, it just drives me crazy that it, you don't have that luxury of going on tour, just showcasing you know your hard work and energy and 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 the, and the songs and and the uh, production that you have put together is amazing and uh, boy if you were just to go on your own tour um i think you would do i, I know you would do rather well um <laughs> well, you never know man i mean you know it, it, that's time will tell with that at this point in time we need to see when and if touring is even coming back and if it does then great uh, i'll be pleasantly surprised because i'm just trying to go with the mindset that it's not for the time being and then if it does come back awesome and uh if i can find any avenues to get out there live with this thing i'm going to do it for sure I just want to touch upon one more question about the album. Talk to me, Joel, about the songwriting and the concept behind that. I mean, like I said, these songs are killers. Um, how I know it took you a, a while to put it together, dealing with the all-star lineup of everybody else's schedule, and obviously probably recording at home and with this whole lockdown, everybody transferring WAV files or whatever, how, how it happens. But... I mean, when you write a song like Heart Attack or Hard to Say Goodbye or Running Games, how does it begin? Is it the, the lyric? Or do you grab the guitar or you jump on a piano? Or where does it, where does it come from? How does it begin? So, uh, typically, it starts with uh, a guitar riff and I'll write a chorus. So I'll be singing a chorus of some kind and then I'll build it out with the other guitar riffs and maybe what the vocal would be singing in terms of the melody, but not all the lyrics on the spot. Um, the writing lyrics, like an entire song lyrically, like right on the spot, usually doesn't happen for me. I'll, I'll have a melody and then I'll revisit it later and write all the lyrics, like fill it all in. So I'll have usually a melody for the entire thing. Um, and then sometimes that melody for the chorus happens without a guitar in my hand. So if I'm walking around, I'll sing a chorus and I'll go, oh, that's a good chorus. And I'll drop it down on my phone. I'll sing it in my voice memo or whatever as I'm walking down the street. Um, so that happens a lot. But that, that's the usual process. And then later, uh, as the album gets closer to being done, I'll write all the, fill in all the lyrics for the verses and pre-chorus and bridge and et cetera. And, uh, and then lay those down on a guide vocal for Russell, and then Russell play it, listens to that back and just sings it a whole lot better than me. <laughs> Basically. I love the album cover. It's a little bit like the dying to live with the triangle. Does, you can't see the eye, but it's like, uh, is that going to be like you, the running games is like you see, the, obviously, the people running a little bit of a TSO-like explosion and people are running. Uh, the artwork, does the artwork um, mean a lot to you to represent the content of the, the music, reflect the musical content, I should say? Um, it's a lot like the way I produce the music where I just let people do their work. So, um, hire a graphic artist and maybe give them a loose concept of what the album's going to be about lyrically or whatever, and then just let them go. So, um, that's pretty much just the graphic artist, uh, Christine Robinson did all that. So, um, she did a cool job. I think it's, uh, it's, it, 
I like it to be art- artistic so people can find meaning in it, not just be like, here's what it means, you know? Right. Um, so, anyway, there you go. Well, officially comes out on February 12th, Frontier Music. I love the animated video. Um, for, for finish line, I love Hard to Say Goodbye. I guess I I am blessed ahead of the fans to uh, get a taste of everything, and I am in love with it. It's going to be a hard one to put, which ones we're going to put on a rotation, but uh, I trust me, my friend, we're going to be rocking a lot of your, a lot of these tracks here on our show. You can go check out Joel's stuff and what he's doing at joelholster.com. He's on Instagram, joelholster13, Facebook, hit the like button go to his youtube channel hit the subscribe button it's all good joel are you still doing the master classes as well if folks are interested to take a lesson or two yeah well they i'm just teaching one-on-one with people and they can always hit me up if they go to my website joelhoekstra.com if you click contact that's my email you can hit me up for lessons on there um but yeah i'm very busy doing that and occasionally the master classes as well where i do like more than one people where I'm teaching a, a class. So that would be usually for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. I do that. Um, so, yeah, still doing that as well. Somebody said, somebody shared with me like Fender and Gibson are uh, out of guitars because of this lockdown, which is really good to hear that, you know, folks have a big interest in music and are, are grabbing the instruments and sitting home and, you know, working with folks like yourself maybe or getting lessons and uh i think that's uh that's good to hear for the maybe next generation of rockers out there yeah definitely that's awesome joel let's put an end to uh interview number nine or ten for the <laughs> evening i hope you i hope i had different questions than the other eight or nine i hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as i have and i i can't never thank you enough for your time and and meeting you after a show a year and a half ago and certainly look forward to seeing you back on the road i know you're looking forward to it as well Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, your energy was brilliant. Great way to end the day. There you go. Joel Holstra, Running Games. Go buy it. Go check it out right here on WBXO, where we are classic rock. We're redefined and in conjunction with Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast.